KPBS On Demand is supported by the San Diego County Toyota Dealers, whose commitment to customers extends to giving back to the community and who are proud to support the City of San Diego lifeguards with their important role of keeping our beaches safe. Toyota, let's go places. Yeah, with America, you know, you come here and you have these ideas in your mind. In Europe, everything is smaller. You drive a smaller car. And then, again, a lot of it came from movies or from what, what they, you know, what they thought uh, America was, you know, my uh, idea. And my husband, I think, was the same way. So we just wanted to, you know, we go to America. We want a big American car. Welcome to My First Day. I'm Andrew Bracken. Hailing from a tiny country you've probably never heard of, Dr. Magda Marquette's journey from a tiny village in the mountains of Europe to becoming a leading entrepreneur in the biotech industry is a very American story, one I'm sure made easier by her good sense of humor. With no job in place or clear plan other than embracing a new experience, she arrived in San Diego alongside her husband, who was starting a postdoctorate program at UCSD. Here's Dr. Magda Marquette with the story of My First Day. So my first day in San Diego was uh, December 16, 1986. And I remember uh, because my uh, husband and I took, we were living in France at the time, and we took the probably the, the, the least uh, expensive <laughs> flight to come to San Diego. And I, we went from Paris to Brussels, Brussels to Chicago, Chicago, San Francisco, San Francisco, San Diego. So you arrived here at 10.30 p.m. And at the time, my husband, Francois, was a postdoctoral fellow at UCSD. And because we were coming from um, overseas, from Europe, they had UCSD had a wonderful program for uh, foreign students. So we had a, a, a lady who was a volunteer at UCSD who picked us up at the airport. And of course, we never met this lady. We've never been to San Diego before. We, uh, we were a bit anxious to see is, there, is someone going to be at the airport at 10.30 p.m. And here she was. She had a, a sign with her names on it, Francois Ferre, Magda Marquette. She had a big smile on her face. And then as soon as we saw her, you know, obviously we were relieved and happy. She lived in Del Cerro, so she took us with her big car, right? The big American car. She was driving a Cadillac. And then she took us to Del Cerro and she had a beautiful home and uh, showed us this room with a king-size bed. I think I've never seen a king-size bed in my life before. It was just a very, very welcoming experience and uh, something that we, we thought about it so many times. We went to bed, obviously we were jet-lagged. We, we didn't sleep that well. And then the next morning, so this wonderful lady, Bernie Miller, was her name, so she was, uh, she let us drive her beautiful car, and then I remember we went to a drive-thru, and then for lunch we went to Taco Bell. <laughs> and I just love these crispy, you know, the crispy tacos, the Taco Supreme, Taco Supreme. <laughs> and to this day I like the taste, you know, of a Taco Supreme, because I thought that was very cool to go on a, on a drive-thru and, and a Taco Bell. And I think when, when we came from, from Europe, uh, things that probably you take for granted, you don't even pay uh, attention to it. But 
We also went to a supermarket and I was fascinated to see the cereal aisle and the variety of cereal boxes there. Like, wow, what is that? <laughs> hundreds and hundreds of boxes where I was used to, maybe you get the two or three or five, but not, uh, not this incredible amount of, um, of, of cereal boxes. So everything was like, you know, this variety. I know everything was bigger. Everything was a, a big size, like going out for, for some ice cream, asking for three scoops, thinking that they would be three small scoops and then ended up with this, <laughs> this monster ice cream that they could never finish. So it was just a discovery where every single day we were, we were like uh, looking at the world with the kids' eyes. Like it was Christmas and everyone had these Christmas trees, but it felt a little weird because Christmas for me, it's cold. <laughs> it was all, everyone in shorts. <laughs> I grew up in the mountains where there was a lot of snow for Christmas and it's very, very cold. And here for Christmas, we're going to the, the beach and there was the Santa Ana and people were swimming like, oh my gosh. <laughs> This is really another world. I was really, you know, shocked by that, but in a good way. It's like, wow, that's kind of cool. Then we wanted a car, right? We needed a car to go around. You cannot do much in Southern California if you don't have a car. So once again, we wanted a huge car. We wanted an American car. And then she was saying, no, you don't want an American car. You want a Japanese car. It's like, no, 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 we need an American car. So she had three, four boys, and one of them was uh, specialized in cars. So he was taking us around in these, you know, faraway neighborhoods, wherever we found on the paper that they had the, a huge American car. And then we were test driving the car and, you know, thinking that that was great. They were saying, oh, my gosh, they were rolling their eyes. Like, this is crazy. They cannot do that. So we compromised. We got um, a Ford Fairmont station wagon, which is, you know, it's a big car, but not as big as what we wanted, you know. So we had to compromise on our American dream. And uh, so we were so happy with that car and we were carpooling and going to work and everyone was kind of laughing at us like, but we were like, <laughs> we were ecstatic with that car driving around it. And sometimes it was stopping in the middle of the freeway because, you know, it had some kind of issues and, but uh, love that car, so love that car. Yeah. With America, you know, you come here and you have these ideas in your mind in Europe, everything is smaller. You drive a smaller car, and then again, a lot of it came from movies or from what, what I, you know, what I thought uh, America was. You know, my uh, idea, and my husband, I think, was the same way. So we just wanted to, you know, we go to America. We want a big American car. Despite her experience in biotech back in Europe, she arrived without many expectations as far as her job prospects, embracing the uncertainty while doing her best to improve her English. It, it was a lot easier than what I imagined to be because when I came here, I quit my job and I just really wanted to have the California experience, if you wish. And many of my coworkers were saying, oh, you know, you, you, you will never find a job. Your, your diploma won't be recognized. You will end up uh, 
flipping burgers. And, and at that point, I said, you know, I was 28. I thought, that's okay. I can flip burgers. I can do whatever I can be. I'll learn some English and I'll be okay. And I think that I always thought if you don't do these kind of things when you're in your 20s, then you probably never do them. So when I came here, I was pretty open-minded. It's like, I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I'll try to find a, a job in biotech, but maybe I won't be able to. And very easily, I found a job. And, um, and I found a very good job. And once again, with people who were extremely helpful and friendly. People in San Diego don't take themselves seriously. They're just friendly by nature and curious, too. When I came here, I just was so lost. Everything that was written was okay, but when people started talking, I was like having a very hard time. I, it was tough for me. And the worst was when people started making a joke. It's like, wow. <laughs> or also when people were relating something cultural about a TV show or something that we couldn't relate to. And it was like, oh my gosh, that was tough. And then when I started working, I, uh, I remember going home every day. I had a headache every single day, a big headache, because I had to concentrate so much. And I was in meetings. And by the time I could express myself and say what I wanted to say, we were already at the next uh, subject, right? So that was tough. It was not easy. It took us, then I think it took us six months to be okay. The sometimes silly daily adventures she had while adjusting to life in the U.S. went beyond just the language barrier. As a thank you to a work colleague who had helped her on a project, she and her husband invited him over for breakfast, though there were some cultural misunderstandings of what the cuisine would actually be. I guess he thought, oh, these guys are French or close to French. They're going, I'm going to get some kind of, you know, fancy breakfast. So we invite them for breakfast. And then we put like 10 cereal boxes on the table. And he starts laughing. He thought it was a joke. He thought they're like, and, but it wasn't a joke. We were so proud. And he's like, what is this thing? I thought you were going to give me eggs Benedict or croissants or like, and <laughs> we were, we thought that was great. <laughs> oh gosh. When my husband and I came, we, were, we came from France, but I'm not from France. I am from a very small country called Andorra. And Andorra is in the Pyrenees between France and Spain. So I'm from this region, and it's one of the smallest countries in the world. So here I am going from this very, very tiny country where I know everyone, uh, 70,000 people, 300 people in my little village, and I'm coming to a place like the U.S., which is huge, which is one of the biggest countries. So that was really a, a culture shock, obviously. I didn't come directly from there. I went to France for my education, for my first job. But still, you know, I have my roots and my family and my um, childhood memories or my traditions come from this very, very little place in the mountains. I think that I was, uh, when I was going to school, I like math and I like science to start with. And then I think what really made a big difference in my life is that I, when I was 15 years old, my mom got diagnosed with uh, breast cancer. And that was very tough for me because at 15, I was, uh, you know, I was a teenager. It's tough to be a teenager emotionally. 
And that made a really an impact on my life. And emotionally, I think that this was on that day that I decided I wanted to go in, in, and work in this field and, and work in research and try to find ways to cure diseases or to, to make life better, to have an impact. And uh, I did want to go to medical school, but then once uh, I, I had the opportunity to go in a laboratory and start doing research in the summer, and I liked that. I, it was a, I did genetics, and I thought it was really fun. And also it was the time where really biotech got uh, invented, if you wish. I mean, the biotech is about 30, 35 years old. And uh, it was at the time where I had to choose uh, a career, and that was fascinating to me, and I decided to go into this arena. After working in biotech for other companies for several years, Dr. Marquette and her husband, Francois Ferre, decided to make a go of it as entrepreneurs and form their own company for the first time. They went on to create multiple successful ventures in biotech, such as Althea, Althea DX, and Alma Life Sciences. I think, you know, when I think about building a company from scratch for me was really learning a lot about myself. It was so difficult. You know, you have an idea, you need to find people who back you up, you need to find investors who help you, who believe in what you're doing, employees, customers. It was very difficult compared to what it was when I had a job. When I had a job, I had a boss, I had a structure, uh, they were telling me what to do, more or less, and then I I was paid every two weeks, and and I didn't have to make all these decisions on everything. And at the time, we were two scientists. We didn't have any business uh, experience or degree, so it was definitely a lot harder, but also a lot more rewarding. Now, long after acclimating to the size and scale of all things American as well as warm Southern California Christmases. Magda still has not forgotten the welcome she received back on her first day. And I really think about why is it that 30 years later we're still in San Diego? And I think it was because of her, because of the way she greeted us and the way she welcomed us. She took us to her home. We were supposed to stay like two, three days with her. We ended up staying two weeks. It was during the holiday season. She had great parties at her place. We couldn't even understand what people were saying, but she was so gracious, and everyone was. Everyone was so welcoming, even if we came with a very thick accent and, uh, and we were clearly different. Everyone wanted to know where we were from and why we were coming here, and it was um, just a wonderful experience. Did you keep your passion for American cars, or did you move on? I moved on. <laughs> After the car just stopped in the middle of the freeway, the next car was, was a Japanese one. <laughs> but I like American cars, though. I do, but I don't have the same, you know, passion that I had in my 20s, where I had to have an American car. Thanks for listening. If you haven't yet, you can subscribe to hear more wherever you get your podcasts. To see a picture of Magna's big old American car, as well as other info on the show, you can visit us at our website, kpbs.org slash myfirstday. My name's Andrew Bracken. This episode was produced by me with music by Chris Curtis and Lullatone. 
Support for this program comes from the KPBS Explore Local Content Fund, supporting new ideas and programs for San Diego. For KPBS, Melanie Drogseth is Programming Coordinator, Nate John is Innovation Specialist, Jill Linder is Programming Manager, and John Decker is Director of Programming. See you next time. KPBS On Demand is supported by the San Diego County Toyota Dealers, whose commitment to customers extends to giving back to the community and who are proud to support the City of San Diego lifeguards with their important role of keeping our beaches safe. Toyota, let's go places.